Blog Talk Radio. Do you believe that death is the end? Or is it just a new beginning? Does our soul continue to evolve? Or is it buried six feet under? Spiritual encounters and unexplained phenomena have intrigued people for centuries. But what if you could find the answer? Right here, right right now. Welcome to Heavenly Encounters, Encounters. where we will talk with everyday people who have had extraordinary experiences and gifted souls that see beyond the veil. veil. Together, we'll diminish our fear of death, explore our soul's evolution, and soften the crippling grief that accompanies loss. You, our listeners, will discover a new world. A fresh reality. A fresh reality. Just a whisper away. Heavenly encounters. So take a deep breath and join us on this fascinating adventure. This is Heavenly Encounters. Heavenly Encounters. A journey to the other side. Heavenly Encounters. Welcome to Heavenly Encounters, a journey to the other side. I am your host, Mary Elizabeth, broadcasting from Chicago, Illinois. And I am your co-host, Janice, broadcasting live from St. Louis, Missouri. Well, today's show is a very special, a very really personal show for me because we are going to be talking with my cat, Elsa. Now, about two months ago, at about age 15 years old, cancer took her in just like three short weeks. And I know most of us have lost our beloved pets, and in a way, sometimes it's almost more difficult than human loss. Don't you think, Janice? Oh, very, very much so. They give us unconditional love. And very rarely do we find that in any type of human interaction that we come in contact with. Well, absolutely. And the thing is, they are always there. You know, every minute of every day you wake up, they're there. You go to bed, they're there. And, you know, in my case, sleeping on top of my head. Of and course. it's like you said, they don't, they, they, they just love you. They're not angry. You don't fight with them. Um, there's just, yeah, the absolute purest form of unconditional love that I think we really have on this planet. Exactly. So it really is going to be no such a special show. Whatsoever. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Well, our guest tonight is Kimberly Tobin, an animal communicator, an intuitive, a spiritual coach, and a healer. Kimberly, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. First of all, first tell us about your background. When did you start communicating with animals? Well, actually, I was raised on a farm, and I was on horseback before I could actually walk. So communicating with the animals was natural to me. I talked to them, and they talked back, and <clears throat> I thought I thought that's what was normal until I was a little bit older, and people started making fun of me, and my family thought that that was not the right thing to do. I was raised in a very strict Southern Baptist home. So um, my ability shut down until I um, moved away and moved to the St. Louis area. Um, And then I started slowly coming back. People would ask me, they thought that they were asking me about a farm girl's point of view, you know, what's wrong with my dog or what's wrong with my cat. And and, uh, so slowly but surely my abilities came back. 
Right, so great. when did you finally start to do it kind of as a business? Um, I've been doing it as a business about four years. Okay, okay. So let's just talk kind of in general terms first. I know some people, whether you have an animal or not, have different viewpoints. But do you think that animals have souls? Absolutely. I mean, do they kind of incarnate with, I mean, the same thing that we do, we all have our own soul purpose with each incarnation. Do you think they also have their own purpose? I do, and, and I've asked in, um, the animals, and from what I've been told and what I've been taught is that, and what I believe is when we contract mm-hmm. to come here um, and for at this time, animals also contract to appear or be part of our lives at certain times, whether we it's a cat that we just, Cat right. on the road, or a stray dog that we help get home, or you know anything like that. So they contract to be of service to us all through our lives. Oh wow! So it is Wait, an you individual always... contract rather than like a a karmic or a, or a, a, a animal. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that first part. Oh, I was going to say it is an individual co- uh, contract. I thought maybe it would be more ge- in general, like an animal contract. From what the ones that I've um, talked to and asked about and what I've been taught, it's like I envision this big table right before we that everybody's around, you know, your family, you pick your mom, you pick right. your dad, you pick your grandparents, you pick your best friend, and all these people contract to come into your lives at a certain time and for whatever lesson they deem. The animals are there too. Like, you know, an animal will come in, oh, you're going to have a rough time at, at this period, I will show up. And uh, I will, oh, this wow. will be the lesson that I serve, and my service to you at this time. I oh, also have been told that um, animals will come back into your life at a different form. Maybe a horse that came into your life at age three can come back into your life as a different horse or maybe even a dog at age 43. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, what about people? I mean, I actually had this fascinating interview a few years ago with a guy who had wrote a book, um, Angel by My Side, which was actually a dog that they both kind of saved each other's life. And it turned Mm -hmm. out that that dog was actually his spirit guide. Uh Uh-huh. So is that possible also where, I mean, is... I mean, I, I've never heard of somebody coming back as a dog or coming back as a cat. Can they be human as well, or is I guess a spirit guide isn't necessarily human either. Yeah, I have not personally come across a person that was a dog in another life or vice versa. Mm-hmm. I have okay. had animals that um, have been in my life, and then once they crossed over, were an animal, stayed with me. Oh, okay. Or, you know, they were like a protective angel or that kind of thing. Right. Well, you know, you hear so much about, you know, whales and dolphins basically really being of that spiritual world. How connected are, like, dogs and cats and our pets? Do they do they understand the difference and, you know, the, understand life and death as well? Absolutely they do. And um, they are not – they don't have the fear of it. The unknown is not – doesn't bother them because they okay. are so much in the moment and they are so much more connected than we are. Now, dogs are not as, um, I would say, even a higher level than cats. Cats are just, you know, way up there as being um, super connected to another dimension. 
Um, right, dogs are more human um, energy. Now, horses mm-hmm. are the same. I mean, they're a higher energy and very spiritual as well. So I believe that right. different animals are different levels of spirituality. Right, and you have a lot of evolved. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say a lot of, you know, such as horses. We had um, a co-host, Christiana, who is a gala certified who actually has therapy horses that work with right. inner city kids, with Vietnam vets, and they are just the most gentlest souls, and they mm-hmm. kind of mimic, you know, the emotions of that person and help them heal. And that's exactly right. The horses, from you've probably heard this, don't ever let a horse know you're scared kind of thing. A horse right. will pick right. up on things so much easier about you than you even know. Like I've had, I've read for animals that, um, a, a horse, matter of fact, out of Canada, that did not like its name. And, and it, they didn't call it that name. It was just a name on paper. Uh-huh. But right. um, this person was actually thinking of getting rid of the animal, and that that animal had so much disappointment and fear over that because she that horse knew that they had a purpose with this person, and she uh, just didn't oh, wow. want to let her down. And, and they weren't, you know, they weren't even... Um, this person had to travel to the barn. I mean, so it wasn't like like my animals. I can see them outside my windows at all times. So right. we're very, very close physically. Um, this person wasn't. It was like 20 miles. But this horse was so in, so spiritual that it could actually pick up on that. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, That's they're amazing. very, very connected. Wow. Well, I have had three cats, and we were talking about my my second cat, Kaylee, um, before the show actually started. And she loves to pop in because she likes to be the center of attention. But but is Elsa there? Elsa is here, too. Okay, good. So before I ask you a million and one questions, is there anything that she would like to say say to start us off? She wanted you to know that she, or wants you to know, that she, that your path together was completed. Um, I know that she left on uh, rather quickly, like you say, um, right. but that was her turn. That was, she was done with her, okay. I guess you could call it her assignment. And she wants okay. um, you, and she left as quickly um, as a favor to you. Okay. Yeah, I can, I can definitely understand that. There were a lot of lessons learned because it was so quick. Right. Right. So, okay, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but let's start at the very beginning. Um, when I when I found Elsa, it was this, you know, really cold, rainy night. The last thing I really felt like I wanted to do was run errands. I was living in St. Louis, uh, but for some reason I just decided to get cat food at the local pet store, and they were hosting a rescue shelter that night. It was like a Wednesday night or something. And that's kind of where I found Elsa. I picked up all these kind of crazy cats. It was early November. Um, it was they were almost all black cats because they don't they don't allow you know pets that are black um, to be to be bought during you know October around Halloween. But I picked her up and I just could not put her down. I mean, I assume was I meant to be her mom? And the same thing with any other animal. Are we kind of assigned to each other? Like you said, prior to incarnation? I believe that. I don't believe there's any accidents, and I don't believe in coincidence. Okay. So, I mean, because I kind of knew it, and I wasn't expecting to get a cat that night, but I just I didn't want anybody else to have her either. So. so what was her life purpose in this incarnation? 
Well, she had a lot of them. She was a, She's an older soul versus the other one. And what did you say the other one's name was? Kaylee. Kaylee, yeah. I knew it started with a K. She's a very young soul. And okay. um, so Elsa, it was more of um, the – she seemed to have elevated you in your um, spiritual journey a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. kind of broaden your horizons or broaden your thought or your possibilities. Right. Well, you know, it's interesting because the time I got her was really when my entire spiritual journey kind of began. It was also when I really started doing radio. I know in St. Louis is almost, gosh, the exact time, maybe a few months later. So that yeah. would make sense. So she yep. was also, you know, she was, as I said, she was a rescue cat. And I had been told by another intuitive that she had actually been abused also as, you know, as a little kitten. Was that part of her purpose as well, to kind of overcome that? It, the animals are, do a service for us. And mm-hmm. with, with um, adopted animals or rescue animals, they are always of service. And one of the things I found, and I'm kind of going around about to answer your question, but one of the things I found about rescue animals, if you go into, like, humane society or a, an adoption center, I guess is what I'm looking for, they right, don't right. want you to feel sorry for them. They, they contracted to be here, and they have whatever brought them to where they are, they, it, they did the service, and they are there ready for their next service, their next assignment, if you will. By feeling sorry for, it's just like for feeling sorry for somebody, for a human, you are devaluing their path. Oh, wow. Because they choose that, animals choose that as well. Now, I'm not saying that it's right or that anybody should um, abuse an animal by any stretch of the means. It just makes me physically ill. Yeah. But at the same time, that animal is there for some, I mean, you can't even, it's like trying to judge what another person's life is like. You know, why would somebody stay in an abused relationship or why would this or why would that? You could ask all these things, but that is their, that is their path. For some reason, we weren't at that table uh, gathering to say, you know, well, you really shouldn't do this or you really shouldn't do that. And those are their choices that we make and, and that the animals make as well. It could be a million different reasons. Maybe the animal's there so that the wife doesn't get hit or a child doesn't get hurt. Or, you know, it could be a purpose doesn't have to be a lifelong purpose. It could be one right. single event that that animal is there for. And maybe they had to endure something that wasn't ideal to serve that one purpose. I, you know, right. that could, and then once that's done, then they're sent to the shelter or passed over the Rainbow Bridge to do it again. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's interesting because my, my parents' cat, the last one they had, just adopted them. I mean, they were kind of like, I think two brothers and a sister were just dumped in this neighborhood, and she just adopted my, especially my mom. You know, my mom started feeding her, and that was it. Within two weeks, she was in the house. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she was definitely on that mission saying, okay, there's my mom. Right. And exactly. Yeah, she's very, I mean, very happy and very content. And I think it came in a part two. It's my parents' life that, you know, they were ready for for her as well. 
so, I have a, I have a horse now that just appeared. I mean, dogs and cats can just appear, but a horse, and I swear, I went to feed my two, <laughs> and then there's this little pony. And it took me two weeks to figure out where it came from. Oh, my gosh. And it, it, that was four years ago, and it's still with us. Wow. That's, well, that's when you definitely know it's they, meant they for disappear. you. I'm sorry? Right, right. Well, you definitely know that if a horse disappears in your life, it definitely is meant for you. It's not kind of a mistake. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Huh. <laughs> well, Janice knows this, but you know what? I have moved a lot. I've, you know, I, I've been I, probably four places before St. Louis, but once I got outside, I went from St. Louis to Los Angeles to Chicago to Portland to Las Vegas and back to Chicago. What did she think of all those adventures? Especially Actually, she was your. Um, she was there for your stability, for your, um, like. When you travel or when you change places a lot of times or move a lot, it's hard to feel like it's home, but she, right. she was there to represent your home. No matter where you went or where you ended up or how many times you moved, she was your home. Hmm. It's like having that same couch, having that same picture on the wall, but here exactly. is this warm body that was the same from apartment to apartment to apartment. Well, they say, you hmm. know, your home is where your heart is. And right, and she was my heart. Yeah. Exactly. So no matter right. where you went, you were home. Okay. Then, you know, Janice, I know you're going to be very interested in the response to this question, but how did she feel about my other cat, Kaylee? <laughs> um, she was okay with it. She, like I said, Kaylee was a, was a young soul. So, okay. um, and and Elsa was an older, wiser. When I when I see Elsa, she's like elevated. You know, she's okay. just a little bit higher connected. So trivial things like that don't bother her. She might have gotten okay. aggravated or, you know, that kind of thing. But she, it's just like a grandma watching a, a two-year-old. And you know how some people just, if you're a mom of a two-year-old, she can pull your hair out. But a grandma right, just right. kind of just knows that they're just right. learning their way and that kind of thing. And that's kind of their relationship. Okay. And the reason we're laughing about this is that Janice and Kaylee had the special relationship of when Janice would come visit, she would uh, hiss and spit, and she would guard the door so Janice couldn't walk through it. <laughs> yes. Absolutely, positively. And if she passed the door, she would hiss just to let me know she was there. <laughs> and if you were lucky, she also batted you with her paw, too. Absolutely. If you were really special. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, you know, the funniest That's thing funny. is that after Kaylee died, um, Kaylee always slept with me, always. Every single night she would get under the cover, she'd pat me on the head saying, okay, want to go under the covers again, and Elsa would never jump on the bed. Now, after Kaylee died, Elsa would sit, you know, sleep right next to my head every single night. Now, Elsa was always not a big couch person either because Elsa was always on my lap. If I was sitting down, Elsa, I mean, Kaylee was on my lap. And even after she was gone, Elsa would not jump up on the couch. I mean, she would go on the side or maybe the back, but if I tried to put her in my lap on the couch, she would just freak out and jump off. What is that about? Something that, something, something happened at some time on that couch. I don't know if it was before you got it or you, I don't think you were involved in it. But there was some negative energy around that couch. Hmm. And she didn't want any part of that. 
Oh, I wonder what it was. I mean, I bought the couch brand new. But yet she would go on my parents' couch all the time when they, you know, we went on vacation. It it has to do with that couch. I don't know. It's like when it was moved, because I see what she's she's showing me. Animals um, communicate in pictures. So what she's showing me is when it was, there was a moving truck and two guys. So I don't know if it was during the move or somebody did something or I don't know. Or when it was delivered, I don't something like that. But it had huh. to do with the couch. Wow. Oh, okay. Because I always thought that was maybe maybe Kaylee saying, "Hey, get off my couch. It's mine. It's mine." No. So because okay, well that's good to know. Now after let's say Kaylee crossed, was Elsa still able to see Kaylee? I mean, did yeah. she come back and visit? Yeah. Okay. And okay. like I say, cats are just I just most cats that I've come. Um, in contact with her or been able to read are just like a little bit higher dimension. And, and mm-hmm. they see so many things. Like I've seen Elsa the last two days. She's just appeared. You know, like I'll see right. her in the, in, the, in the kitchen or I'll see her, you know, just out of the corner of my eye, and which would be really weird around here because, you know, I have two dogs and no cats. So, but, right. so they kind of just a little bit higher. So, yeah, they definitely still are there. Mhm. But I mean, she okay. was. She, she could see. She could see her. Yeah. Okay, I was just wondering. But you know, another weird thing too is, you know, for nine years it was basically just her and I, and obviously, you know, Kaylee as well. And then I got married, and she seemed to have a very difficult time adjusting uh, to my husband Joe. And kind of that, you know, she kind of treated uh, him the way that Kaylee treated Janice. <laughs> you know, a lot of hissing <laughs> yeah. and batting, and it's just like, you know, why aren't you going away type of thing? So what? why did she have such a problem with him at first? Well, because for so long she was your protector. She was, okay. you know, the the main one. Um, and and it's just like a person. If you bring somebody else in, that, that's hard to kind of swallow sometimes when you've been the number one, you've been the protector, you've been the most important thing, and now all of a sudden there's another human, which to me, right. what she's showing me is that um, her her previous life, I mean, this life, but before she came in with you, there were men that she, in, uh, uh, whether it was a, a uh, son or the husband or whatever you want to call it, were not very nice to her. And so mm-hmm. anytime you brought any man, it wouldn't have mattered who it was. Well, that's the way she kind of was with my dad on that, too. And I think that's where um, another intuitive I had talked to where she had problems with men. So it's probably from yeah. a different life that she brought into this life. So when did it kind of start to change? Because they ended up being extremely close. Well, when she knew that it wasn't going to, uh, he wasn't going to leave, and he wasn't mean to her. and. Right. He loves you, and she knows that. And it wasn't, okay. it wasn't, correct me if I'm wrong, but it wasn't that much longer after you guys were married and settled that she passed. Uh, well, it was almost, it was four, gosh, it, yes, it was a little bit. It was probably, uh, we've been married almost five years, so when I was, so it's probably been at least a little over five years. Okay. So it seemed like every time I would go on a business trip and it was just those two, you know, they really did bond. And every time I came back, you know, they were that much closer. And then by the well, time yeah. that she le- left, I mean, they were extremely close. 
Yeah, and it was just a. It was just him proving that he was good to you and good to her. You know, okay. and like I said, it's just stuff for her to overcome from before she was you were adopted her. Okay, so I think I would assume that you know animals, any kind of animal, uh, would be dealing with that kind of issue when all of a sudden it's been just you know. That cat or that dog or that horse and yourself, and all of a sudden there's kids involved or there's, you know, other people as well. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about when she got sick. Um, like you kind of said before, you know, she, she chose her exit point, her, I guess that chapter of her life, you know, was over. Do they have like optional exit points, you know, like we do as well? Well, again, I think that's all part of the contract. When okay. they when they come in, they say, okay, well, I'm going to be here for X amount of time. You know, do you get that lesson done at that time? You know, kind of thing. So okay. I, I think when you contract, I believe when you contract to come into this life, you know. And I think there's times that, yes, you have a choice. Do you want to stay or mm-hmm. do you want to go kind of thing? But I think she knew that, what her her lesson was done, and what she came here to do for you and your family was done. So then how does that work? I mean, let's say, okay, so it's done. Then, you know, she had, from the time that I noticed there was something wrong with her paw, to the time she actually, you know, we had her put down was, you know, maybe three weeks. And I kept on hearing in my head when we really realized what it was that she hadn't stepped on a nail or something like that. I kept on hearing in my head, two weeks, two weeks. So how does that happen? I mean, let's say, okay, my contract is done. I'm going to exit. Do they decide the way that they're going to go as well? You know what? Honestly, I don't know that. I, I don't know. I have, I have not ever asked that. But what I have asked is that animals will take on a an illness for one of the family members on hmm. for themselves okay. um right. like um like they'll take on cancer they'll take on cataract they'll take on so many things for their human okay well now you know Janice when you're you've had quite a few cats too how have they, i mean how have they passed all my cats lived about between 13, 14 years old. And mm-hmm. in the one, the first one that I ever had, he was so spiritual. I, I mean, it was it was amazing. Um, he looked at me one day and said, I'm really sick. And I took him to the vet. And I said to the vet, you might think I'm crazy, but there's, you know. And he ran every test in that. And it came back where the cat, they couldn't find anything wrong. Well, what he was letting me know, which I didn't know until later, was he had bone cancer. And until it actually shows up, you know, there's no way that they can they can predict right. bone cancer. And so, but he let me know ahead of time. But it was it was the most extraordinary, extraordinary experience. I mean, it, it it's and and you're right. They're 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 so much more evolved, and it just seems like some of them come in with this acute awareness to where they're not even an animal, you know, because I used to say to him, who are you really? Where did you come from? You know, it, it's, it, it, he was just amazing, but he let me know. And then it was several years before he passed, but he let me know because he knew, he knew he was sick. 
Mine have well, been. I've had four good. that have done that, and they'll say, um, you know, I'm 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 not going to be here much longer, and and usually it's within six months that they pass. Wow. Yeah, that's why I was really shocked because the first thing I saw, she had bone cancer also, where I never knew this before, but it actually um, kind of metastasizes into their paw. And she was just kind of sitting in the sun one day, and I'm looking at her paw. I'm like, what the heck? It was like almost swollen two to three times the size. So I took her to the vet, and he's like, yeah, she probably stepped on something, whatever else. Let's give her an antibiotic shot. Well, at that time, she was still walking. She, it was like there was nothing that was bothering her. Two days after she had that shot, she couldn't even walk on that leg. Yeah. So, of course, mm-hmm. I was beating myself up thinking, oh, my gosh, it suppressed her immune system. That's not what it was. And But then again, it was probably just the way it was supposed to be to help her uh, go down more quickly, I would think. I had, a, I had a chocolate lab that we'd had for 13 years, and um, he was by my side all the time. You know, he just just was Mm -hmm. and he told me about I guess it was November he said I'm not going to be here much longer and Mm -hmm. um then he got this got this thing on his back leg I'm thinking what you know what's this This just all of a sudden showed up well then I took him to the vet and um it was cancer and I'm like are you kidding me you you know it's the same thing and then we were so worried about you know he said if they break that leg or you know there were so many things and Moose, he just looked at me one day, it was on a Sunday, and he said, Mom, please, it's time. Yeah. And I, right. you know, and I, it was the hardest thing I had to do, but I called the vet, and he came out, and, you know, we, he got to go, you know, across the Rainbow Bridge right here with us holding him. But, oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it, it that was his exit strategy. Well, you know what, one of the things that I learned about myself um, was to really, be able to let her go the way she wanted to go. Because the minute I heard that word cancer, of course, so many things went in my mind, okay, let's give her SEAC tea, let's give her mataki mushrooms, let's, you know, switch her food, let's do this, this, and this. And, oh, my gosh, she fought me like you would not believe. I mean, it got Mm -hmm. to the point where she would run and hide every time I would walk into her room because she did not want to take that medicine. And when I realized that she was going downhill as fast as she was, I just, you know, I just honored it. And I stopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, the last thing I needed was her to go out, her running away from me. I mean, that right. was just, that, it was horrible. It was just absolutely right. horrible. So then from that point on, you know, she was hiding under desks. She was hiding under the bed. You know, I would just sit and just lay with her. If the sun was out, I'd bring her downstairs and put her in the sun. And, and I would just lay with her and just spend, yeah. you know, the time that I had know with her but like you said the worst thing in the world is to have to make that decision to put you know your beloved pet down it's like you know is it too early is it you know am I doing the right thing what if it's not really that bad is she in pain and it's just horrible and it is I I guess my question to you is yeah you know and I'm because even I wanted reassurance I mean you know this is what I do, and I know as sure as I'm yeah. sitting here that he said, Mom, it's time. Yeah, you know, and I right. called the vet, and I'm like, he still he still gets up and meets me at the door. He still goes out to the, to the barn right. and meets the horses with me. And, and the vet said, Kim, you know, that's what he does. He is there <laughs> to service you, and as long as you want something from him, he is going to give it so much. So I'm like, how could I, after all he's done for me, how could I be right. so selfish to let him be in pain one more right. minute 
when he exactly not to be. You know, and was it hard? Right. Like, yeah, I balled my eyes out for weeks. But you know what? Once right. he passed, he came to me and he said, "Look, I am your spirit animal. I am with you all the time." And he is. He truly is. Right. Right. So you yeah, know, well, it, well, what makes it easier, do you think, Kimberly, for them to, like, you know, like Kaylee was basically saying, Mom, just let me go. You know, it's a process. Right. What makes it easier for them? Do they recognize it on a spiritual level that we don't? Because it's like, you know, um, your first thing is that you roll up your sleeves and you go, okay, what do we do to fix this? Exactly. Well, and right, yes, exactly. they do. You know, it's because, again, they don't have the fear. They They are so much more connected. They don't have the fear of thinking, oh, my gosh, I don't want to die. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. They are so in the moment. Animals live right. in the moment. And and when their moment's done, they don't they don't worry about what's coming next or, you know, the bills that have to be paid or the food, you know, all that kind of stuff yeah. that we do. So they just take it as they come. And that's, you know, and right. it's, it's natural and they're ready and you know, it's not, they hold on for us. Right, right. Well, when now, I did uh, put Elsa to wants, sleep, was it her time, was it? Was she ready to go? Yes. I mean, was she in a lot of pain? Yes. She was, okay. Well, you know, the but one thing that really stuck in my... don't feel or hold on to on the other side. Right. Well, that's, you know, the thing I kept on looking at, and it stuck in my mind when I was looking online, it was like, you know... A week too early is better than one minute too late. Exactly. And especially with cats, they really hide their pain. When they start hiding, that means they're in pain. Right. And she had at least been hiding for probably a good kind of 10 days prior to that. So, yeah. And I think that's, you know, you ask yourself, how can you ever possibly put an animal down? But when you know that they're in pain, there's no other option but to do that. You right. just, you can't see them in pain, you know. You wouldn't want no. anybody that you love in that kind of in that kind of pain. And then I don't know if, if you know, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think in terms of it is not so much putting them down, is is allowing them to become free. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. And Kimberly, you know, somebody once told me that when an animal that really loves you leaves, it takes a part of your pain away. Like you were talking about illness and that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When, when she passed over, what is it that she took that made um, – uh, Mary's life easier. Do you know? It was, you know, it probably was not something that that you even realize right yet. Um, but it was just a, a knowing, a knowing that you did what was right, and a knowing right. of um, of just it, it's kind of like it lifted you spiritually and and your beliefs. Um, right. Like I said, just a knowing. Well, there's a couple of things that come to mind there. For me, one, for for both Kaylee, when she went and she kind of had a heart attack and she went, and then now for Elsa, most, and I knew that Kaylee was getting bad that weekend. I spent the entire weekend with her and I was planning on having her put down when she had the heart attack. Um, but most of my morning was before they were gone. Once they were actually gone, it was almost... Kind of, I don't want to say a relief is not the right word, but it was almost like the stress of all of that was lifted. I mean, I still miss them more than I than I can possibly say. But right. my morning was, I wouldn't say completely over with, but most of it was. 
at that point because I knew they were in a better place and they were happy exactly. and they were running around like a kitten again. Yep. So and that's the piece that they left you with. Right, right. Yeah. And the other thing I remember hearing in my head, I just I get I just get words and you know, from that point I had been living through my head. After Elsa left I was living through my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which sometimes it takes that to actually kind of like open that heart chakra sometimes, I think. Yeah, it does. Now I do have something I have something kind of strange happen. You know, you always hear about these heavenly encounters. Well, obviously that's the name of the show. But, you know, I was in the waiting room. It kind of all hit me. I was really upset. I remember thinking, okay, I want the waiting room to be empty. I want the female vet, and this is the way I want it to go. And that's exactly the way it went. Well, I was really upset, and Joe goes out to the car, and it's all glass in front, so you can see everybody that's coming and going. And all of a sudden, this, this woman appears out of nowhere with her daughter. Joe never saw her walk in. They had no animal or pet with them at all. She just kind of appeared, and she starts talking to me about how much her daughter wanted a cat, and her daughter's just sitting there with this kind of smile on her face and never actually said a word. So then my husband comes back, and they call us into the exam room, and they were just gone. And I hadn't even really thought about it until later until my husband asked me. It's like, well, where did they come from? They weren't outside. You didn't see them inside. They just kind of vanished. Who were they? I, they were just they were just angels sent to comfort you in a that very short period of time, and that just tells us like a confirmation that you were lifted spiritually through that whole thing. Oh, I totally was. was. I, yeah, that's oh, I totally what it was. was yeah. It was just an extra belief. Like you, almost if you questioned it, you had a a, a physical. You know, you see it with your eyes, kind of a physical uh, encounter. But with, I fully believe they were just angels there to support you. Do you think the right. little girl talking about wanting a cat was an angel to help uh, her, you know, that she's basically showing up to help her cross over? Well, it could have been something hmm. like that. It definitely could have. Um, I, I don't think that's ever out of the question. Um but I think it was more out of comfort to, to okay. the, you know, if it could have been anything to say, you know, I want a dog or I've always wanted a dog. But, yeah. um, but she didn't. She said, I've always wanted a cat. And, and it kind of, there was like a connection there, yeah. you know, versus, but, yeah, it could, I'm not saying that it's not. It could very well be, I, you know, but it was definitely an, an angelic encounter. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, I just, something just lifted at that point. Granted, yeah. we still had the whole process to go yet. And for me, I remember with my first, class, uh, first cat, Nicole, For I was so upset. This was really before I kind of got into any of this spiritual journey. And I couldn't bring myself to actually be with her. Um, you know, I took her there. I just couldn't be in the same room. And I've had that guilt for like 20 years. And so when I was actually with Elsa, it was just kind of my gift to her to be there. So did did it make it any easier? Did it make a difference that, I mean, we were both there with her? You know what? It, it makes a difference on to her because of how you felt. Okay. Does that make sense? Have... She doesn't want, you yeah. know, because they still feel you and, and they still know you. And, and, and knowing that you were lifted and um, to be there made her feel better. Okay. But there's really so, no reason for you to feel guilt if you weren't there. Mhm. 
going back to that. I think it's a good thing for some people to know, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not. It's completely, they want what's best for you. I mean, think, even if you think about it as, um, uh, uh, as a person and dealing with a person and, and, and maybe go back to the elderly grandma and they're in the hospital mm-hmm. and they're just hanging on and hanging on and just waiting to go and you guys all decide to go eat dinner and, and grandma passes while you're gone because she wanted to right. go when you guys weren't there. Not, you right. know, she doesn't want you to feel guilty. She doesn't want you to feel all those kind of things. Well, it's the same thing with the, with the animals. They don't want you to feel bad. They know that if they go while you're not there, it's best for you. And okay. they don't have so it's any intentional. bad feelings. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you don't, well. you don't really think about that, but it's, it's probably the same thing for, I'll say, if for some reason you're five minutes late and seeing your mother pass or your grandmother, that's the way that it was supposed to be. Otherwise, you would have gotten exactly. you would have gotten there on time okay so what was it like for Elsa to and I know she's done this before and every you know animal has but what is it like to to finally leave that body that's you know cancer-ridden and that's just sick how does she feel she she feels awesome I mean they don't they don't feel pain and they don't and it's you know it's just like going to sleep and it's um but I believe that I feel that cats are so much farther higher up. I, I just keep saying more elevated and right. and more and, evolved. Um yeah, I guess that's the what I'm looking for. That they already know. I mean it's just like they can almost I feel like they almost can get outside of their pain. Right. Here on earth. Well, there was and you know there was one time she was lying in the sun and all of a sudden everything went rigid. And I thought she had already actually gone. I mean I was just waiting for her to take that last breath, and all of a sudden she just kind of jumped back in. But it's like her mouth was, like, locked shut because I was trying to actually give her some medicine, and I couldn't do it because it was just locked. Yeah. So she must have at that point probably been totally out of her body and out of pain. Yeah. Cats do that much more easily and more often than dogs do. Okay. So where did, I mean, where did she and every other, you know, dog and cat and horse, where did she go? After she left her body, what happened? This, you know, I don't know how else to describe it than other than just than what we would consider heaven. They're all up there with us, or right there with us on the other side of that veil. That's why you still okay. see her. That's why she still comes in. Is it like when we cross? I mean, are there other are there other people or animals there to greet her, her spirit guide? Absolutely. Or is it she just, Absolutely. Okay. And yeah. the fact that easier, she was extreme. Oh, I was just going to say, is it easier for them to contact Mary now than it would be, let's say, for a, a relative, a human relative? Is it easier for them? No, it's not that it's easier. It's what we are more open to. Ah. Okay. That would make sense. So since she was sick, was there somewhere special that she went? I kept on kind of seeing her... You know, I, the, the word light treatments kept on coming into my head, that she was getting these light treatments. And it seems like I would kind of see her in this meadow, and she'd be like, oh, got to go back for my light treatment. And does that that's actually why, happen? Yes, and that's why being in the sun was so comforting. Oh, okay. Oh. Because I would literally God. drag her out from underneath the desk and bring her down when the sun was out. Otherwise, she would just stay up there, and she would just stay there all day with me. And she just yeah. she just loved it. Yeah. Okay. So where I mean where actually is she now? What is she doing? She's just 
she's just on the other side of the veil. She's just playing and light and um, just right there with you. How old is she? I mean, is she back to a kitten? Is she back to when she was younger? Or There's what, what age really no age. Say? It's just more what you remember. She will appear what you remember. There's no okay. there's no heaviness of the age or the the looks or it's just all that spiritual thing that that living from your heart that heart feeling. Okay, so how will I know that she's here? I mean, because I really I, my very first cat I saw. I mean, I saw her like she was just lying on my bed. Uh, with Kaylee, I kind of would see kind of something kind of fuzzy. With Elsa, it seems like. I'll think, oh, there's Elsa, but there's nothing there. Hers so is more ethereal. You know what I'm worried about trying to say. Hers is right. more in the feeling of it. So when I think, oh, there's Elsa, that's there probably is Elsa. that is her you right there. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. So and the more you open yourself up to those possibilities, the more they will appear. Okay. Wow, that's kind of neat. Yeah, it is. So do they continue? I mean, I know, you, like you said, they live in the moment. Do, do they miss us as much as we miss them? Um, not really, because they see you. They feel you. They, there's nothing really to miss. Okay. Now, when we were, let's say, at night in our kind of our, our dream state, I mean, are we are we with them playing and running through the fields? and? If that's what with you them, choose, you Absolutely. Know, they're right okay. there, just like even, um, it, it's really just like a human. Okay. Interesting. You know, they'll, they'll send you messages in your dreams or uh, they'll appear in your dreams. You guys will play with in your dreams, all kinds of things. As long as you open that possibility, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of times people um, will just write things off as their imagination. Well, it, right. You can call it whatever you want. I mean, I know that's what society has called it, but it really is communicating with them. Okay. Well, this if that's funny because you know, I her and I would just kind of have this knowing. You know, if she would meow, it'd be mm-hmm. usually one of three things, and I usually could figure out which one it was. But I right. never really tried actually talking with her. Which, when she got sick, I finally started. It's like, okay, let's try. Let's try this. Which I, I can't believe I didn't do it before. So, you know, you think that you're, I don't know if you're making stuff up in your head, if you're not. And so we came up with this kind of greed on this sentence that and she would say it to me and I'll say it back to her and she would tell me after she crossed, here it is, here's the sentence and here's the phrase. Can you tell me what it was? Can she tell you? I know you see She's not telling me. That's something that's supposed to be between the two of you. Okay. So how do people actually, you know, some, obviously we're all intuitive. Some are more in touch with it than others. How can someone start really kind of communicating with their pets? It's just talking to them. It really is just, you know, just carrying on a conversation. You know, nobody has to be around or if you don't want them to be, but just start start a conversation. And if your imagination is, is giving you answers, that's them. And I guess the biggest thing is really just to trust yourself. Yeah. It's not just these crazy voices in your head. <laughs> like and, when you were a, a child that animals, yeah, you're absolutely right. And animals will actually send you pictures. Like they'll okay. show you a red ball that they want to play with or 
show you their their food bowl or the door to go outside or you know all kinds of things like that. Well, it's funny so because when she was still back. yeah. Because right after she crossed, when she was kind of doing the light treatments, I could kind of see it, and then she'd be running around in this little meadow. But it's funny because mm-hmm. every time I see her now, she's on this boat dock. And it's actually exactly where my husband wants to build a house. But I would like something a little bit more tropical, a little bit more flowery. And that's what it is. It's kind of the combination of what we both want. And she's always just like lying on this dock. It's uh-huh. the funniest thing. It's like we've, it's kind of our creation of where we will be when we cross. Wow. Yep, she's right there. Huh. That's wild. Well, here's actually a question, Janice. This is kind of for you. Um, You know, you had, I think it was Tiger, Mm -hmm. that you now have another cat that you thought reincarnated. Do they actually reincarnate? Can they still as a second pet in that lifetime? Yes. Yes. So she is. My tiger was like I said, and the one that I have now that I wondered if he came back was I call him Emoot, Mootsie. And sometimes he'll remind me of Tiger, and sometimes he just has his own personality. And so I've always, you know, I've always wondered about that. Did Tiger come back, or is it just a new little soul that I've known from some other place? Well, it could be one of. It could be both, actually. Um, oh. Um, it could, it definitely could be. I've had a lot of people tell me, and and a lot of instances, like when an, when an animal you have an animal that passes, then you have another one comes along, and for some reason they have the same tendency. Oh, and, and it's just like, hmm. you know, they're a little bit different, but they have the same. They'll sleep the same way, or they'll you know lift the one paw the same way, or whatever it is. Um, but it's just like. It's from what I gather, from what I've been told, it's that of that other animal just sending you messages that they're still with you. Oh, how beautiful! And see, those are things that you rec- that you will recognize. Yeah, you know, it reminds you of that, and then you, it it automatically reminds you of of the other kit of the other cat. So that just is a, more of a sign that they are still with you. Oh wow. Oh, that's amazing. Yes. So when we do cross, uh, will our pets be there to greet us? Yes. I oh, believe they will. Might have told me they would be. Yeah. I would well, I read want this them really, to be. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, yeah. you know, I read this really interesting website that said basically they kind of, there's this energetic frequency that all of a sudden they they kind of wakes them up and think, oh, wow, they're they're coming, they're coming. And then they just kind of all gather around and are there to greet us as we cross. And then we spend the rest of that life with them on the other side. I think that's, I just, I think that is a very scientific explanation for that. But, yeah, I, I think that they're just, I don't think that they ever really leave us. Um, you know, they they. they cross that rainbow bridge, but uh, just on the other side of the veil, they're there if, if we need them. Right. And I, I think well, we that think they... Of, yeah. uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I, I just think that they they are more aware of when we're going to pass than we are. Well, yeah, I would think that um, they would get the memo. I mean, the thing, you know, we think of heaven yeah. as being somewhere out there as opposed to having all these dimensions right here yeah. on Earth. 
So I mean, right. I remember this was years ago before I got into any of this thing. I was driving down this really remote road, and all of a sudden I see this horse with this guy in like this vintage clothing flying across the street. And it wasn't really until about you know eight years ago that I realized, well, what the heck? It was a spirit or a ghost, and it was in horse country, and he's probably still out there riding his horse. Exactly. I just happened to be able to see through see through that dimension. I think a lot of us get glimpses of it. I mean, think about when you lose your keys and you could swear they're on that same place on your desk that you always leave them, and they're not there. Yeah. Right. And I think there's just like a little dimension flip. So so we just have a couple more minutes. Is there any other message or anything that Elsa would like to leave us with? Just that she's still with you, that she is definitely not in pain. She's very grateful um, for the time she had with you. Um, like I said, we each get have lessons. Humans and animals right. all have lessons, and and she fulfilled hers with you, with her life with you, and she's very grateful for that. Oh, that's beautiful. It so is beautiful. on to you for a minute. Tell us a little bit more about what all you do, because you do more than just talk with animals, and actually, too, how people can actually get a hold of you. Um, actually, you can uh, email me at Kimberly at HealingMeadows.org. And I do um, the animal communication. I do um, energy clearing um, for animals. I can do it over the phone or Skype. Um, I'm fortunate I don't have to be in person. Um, but I also do um, have the ability to come meet with you and your animal if, if that works best. So we just have all kinds of things that will will help you guys. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. This has been absolutely another fascinating, fascinating show, and we hope to have you back sometime. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Oh, it was a pleasure, Kimberly. Thanks. Have a great night. Thanks. Thanks, you too. So what do you think, Janice? Just fascinating. I mean, it's, you know, it, we, we always talked about karma and how complicated mm-hmm. it is, you know, and just right. think, I mean, you're not only just planning your life, but all of these beautiful little beings that are going to come into your world. You know what I mean? Oh, actually, absolutely. And the thing is, they have so much that they can teach us. Oh, and it is yeah. so true where, you know, dogs have masters and cats have staff, and they really do teach <laughs> us a lot of lessons. Yeah. And, you know, for me, what it continues to remind me of is that we need to trust and we need to trust the communication that we get. You know, you know, we we always laugh about this, but we hear voices in our head, but it really is, you know, them communicating with us. I mean, it's wonderful to have somebody like Kimberly that could actually just confirm everything that you thought that you experienced or everything that you thought that you heard. Right. Then the next then time for, you can think, wow, that really is that communication I'm having with with that person or with you know with that with that pet. Right, and you know, for everybody, once they start to open up, it's the first thing they think of. It's imagination. It's my imagination. But imagination right. is really the key to opening that door. Oh, absolutely. And I know a lot of people, you know, I have a lot of friends always calling me up asking me questions because they can't really ask anybody else. So it's like, gosh, right. you know, I had a dream about I had a dream about my dad last night. And it's like, well, your dad came to you. That was the way that you were most open and more acceptable that way to him communicating right. with you. And they're like, oh, my gosh, really? I'm like, yeah, really. So or my dad, who always finds, you know, he's constantly looking for coins on the ground. I mean, one of these days he's going to get hit by a car because he's always looking for coins. <laughs> and 
but it's his it's his grandfather sending him those coins. It's their that's the their mode of connection, and I think we all have that mode. Um, we just have to figure out what it is and what we really kind of relate to. You know, exactly. my my husband has his brother comes to him as a hawk, and it may not oh, be that wow, frequently, yeah. but it comes at the most pinnacle times of his life and when he really needs, you know, needs that connection. So I think the more we're open to it, the more I believe intuitive that we'll all realize that we really truly are. Yes. Absolutely. So, with that, I believe it is time for illuminations. Illuminations. It's time for Illuminations, food for your mind. Okay, Janice, what do you have for us? Well, rather than getting a quote, I looked up an old book I had on reincarnation, and this struck me. The significance of our attitude towards animals is that it reflects our attitude towards nature in general. As man deals with the animal kingdom, so he is likely to deal with the animal side of his nature. This basic approach to life conditions all his relationships. Well, and that's absolutely that was, true. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you see so so much. I don't even like to bring these things up on such a positive show, but just some just horrific um, atrocities that are happening to animals, you know, around the world, whether it be something that's some done every year or it just it's just horrific. Which really goes into my quote, which is from Anatoly France. Until one has loved an animal, a part of one's soul remains unawakened. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. Right. It's you know they always gonna say, well, if somebody doesn't like have a dog or a cat or doesn't really have any animal around them, you can you really trust them? And that, you know, you know it opens really up true. a part of you. It does. Yeah. It does. It opens up a part of you that you didn't know existed. And I don't have kids, but I can only imagine, you know, when you do have a child, that's something that your heart chakra is just busted wide open as well. Oh, my God, yes, absolutely. Same thing for an animal. So, Well, Janice, thank you for another fascinating show, and thank you to our wonderful listeners for joining us once again. Remember, please email us and share your Heavenly Encounters at heavenlyencountersradio at gmail.com. Until our next show, be inspired, be empowered, and be well. You've been listening to Heavenly Encounters, a journey to the other side. Good night. Good night. Good night.